0: If you can find that person who has that interest in innovation, um, who has, you know, a technology drive, who understands how the utility business runs, that's probably your person, right? That's probably going to be the person you want to really talk with and and. Build a rapport with, right? You know, at San Jose Water, where where I was at formerly, uh, you know, there were a few folks in engineering um, that that were just they were those people, right? And there was folks in IT, you know, I was an example of that. Um, And there were a few folks kind of throughout the departments, right? But trying to find them, they're not always the director of, or a certain role, you know, they may just be someone who just likes automation or, or, or really has a vision for the future, or frankly is very frustrated by the speed at how utilities iterate right and it's like i need this to go faster we shouldn't Mm. be working on paper and pen in 2021 out in the field right and that might be a guy just working the truck you know so it's just trying to find that person who has the ability to um say yeah that makes a lot of sense and stand behind it and then furthermore can at least make the right introductions
1: Welcome to Water We Talking About, a podcast produced by Water Online. Host Jim Laurier of Maisie Injector Company and Adam Tank of Transcend Water, a dynamic boomer millennial combo, will help you demystify how to build a better brand for your business, keep current and prospective customers engaged with your company, and ultimately grow your sales they interview some of the most interesting and unique water professionals who have used the art of storytelling to move the needle for themselves and for their organizations.
2: Jeff Hobbs, welcome to What Are We Talking About? Very excited to have you. It's only been recently that I've gotten a chance to meet you, but I will say in the first conversation that we had, it was very clear that you and I and definitely Jim feel very similarly about the trials and tributes of being a vendor in the water sector and trying to sell to a utility. And most of your experiences come from the utility side, the buyer side. We haven't had much of that exposure yet on the show. So we're really excited to get your take on everything, municipal sales and water from the buyer side point of view. So thank you.
3: Jeff, I got to know you through LinkedIn. Uh, We're in the water community LinkedIn together, commenting on each other's posts and also living in the Bay Area. I'm also exposed to San Jose water and uh, had the good fortune to know uh, some of the people have high regard for some of the people, your colleagues uh, that I've worked with in the past. So, you know, starting where Adam uh, suggested, let's talk about, you know, from your perspective, how you expect a, a vendor of water services products equipment to engage with somebody from the buying side of a water utility
0: yeah it's a that's a great great question you know I I think water, water utilities are notoriously bad at naming themselves, right? And, and so even from the standpoint of, of doing that research from a vendor standpoint, understanding that you might be called, you know, Connecticut water or San Jose water or you know, California water, right? But you're not actually a government agency, right? And uh, you're a private agency, you know, a private company, usually on the NYSE or some sort. And, and really understanding that, Because it matters. It's it's a big distinction, right? Um, You're regulated, which is which is the important part there, and therefore you typically follow different you know cycles, right? Um, Different regulatory cycles. Three-year rate case is common in California, you know, and so that's really important to understand the business. It's like I can't more times than I care to think about folks have thought I'm a government agency, right? And it's it's not always negative, but it just shows that they haven't done that research. And that's kind of frustrating, right? Because I have to educate that person, you know, right off the bat to explain it's it's, it's a different different cycle.
2: So Jeff, when you say, you know, vendors should do their research, what are the types of things they should be doing? If someone walks in, you know, walked into your office when you were at San Jose Water and said, Jeff, like, I know you, I know your business. I know what you need. I know how you're going to buy from me. What are the types of things they're saying to you?
0: You know, for me, just a hint. Oftentimes, a investor-owned utility will have the word "company" on their name, right? And a company almost always means that it's not an agency, right? In the in the public <laughs> sense, right? Um, it'll oftentimes be hidden because even the investor-owned utilities don't always want to be seen as a quote company right a monopoly in that sense um but do you know go online just look on the website right do a about company type of thing it's it's someone to me if someone says hey i know you're on the nyse that's like already i get you've done at least some research right that's already i think a step up more than 95 percent of the people i've talked to
3: wow uh, wow well, that's pretty that's pretty crazy i mean. Not to know the difference. First of all, we in the water sector are calling on both public and private utilities, right? And for us, for someone like me or Adam, not to know the difference of who we're calling on and not recognizing that there's a big difference between a public utility and a private yeah. utility in your decision-making processes, that that's... That's pretty disheartening. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and you oftentimes even find it's the wrong person, right? It's like, I mean, they have their own, they have their own local government, or you know, um, local government slash uh, agency sector of the company, and it's not even private utility, right? And I think if you're traditional. Um, what I'll call very specific to utilities space, then you might know that more. But from a technology standpoint, I was in IT, right? I'm dealing with, with much as Microsoft and and you know Slack and Zoom and companies like that, as I am with you know companies like Oracle Utilities or or folks like that. And I think going broader, it's it's much much less aware, right? Folks confuse you with the water re- sorry the water wholesaler or or with. Um, the water agency that might manage it. And good gosh, I mean, there's 50,000, you know, water utilities in the United States. So I get the brand confusion. There's four that serve San Jose alone. Right. And so I get it. Right. But it's still, it's still always going to be helpful to do that research up front.
2: Jeff, one of the things in, and we'll get back to it in a second around the big companies specifically selling to utilities and what some of the challenges are there, but I'm interested to know, you know what you think about someone when 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 I think I'm selling to a company, a company is there to make money. But if I go to you and I say, "Well, I know your company, right? You're a water company, so therefore you make money based on how much water you're selling."
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's not true, right? that's a that's a that's a great cue, right? Um, you, you did the you know prompt uh, Adam you did there, right? It's not the case at all, right? A water a water utility or utility of any sort as far as I understand it's cost of business, right? We're, we're, we're a private, um, you know, whatever it costs to serve that water is what we're charging the customers, right? The, the entire, not the entire, the vast majority of the business model from, a um, a private water utility is on the capital dollars invested back into the system, whether that be, you know, mains, uh, um, you know, valves, whatever is 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 capital dollars. You know, um, the utility is is granted an authorized rate of return uh, that review every three years, at least in California, to say, okay, you can earn this much on those capital dollars. And so, part of where I think Adam's going there is, you know, O and M or Opex is is a pass-through cost, right? And that can also go into challenges, right, with like a software as a service type of model, right? It's all OpEx, right? You have no asset. And so oddly in a pure black and white sense, you know, a water utility or utility of any sort is incentivized to not go SaaS, but that's where the world's headed, you know? And so you're kind of that weird dichotomy where you have to do what's best for the customers, right? But conversely, you have to be aware of that, that nexus between OpEx and CapEx, right? And, and try to help that utilities solve for that because it's also not good for the customer if you really heavy you know load up the OpEx, right? That's gonna be a direct pasture cost from year to year and, and not a very good story to be told either. And so there actually is you know relevant reasons to go CapEx, you know, um, asset lives longer, you know, so you're, you're hitting the customer less, uh, less all at once,
3: and you you, you made the, the mention that you know there's not only is the 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 difference between a public and a private utility, but it's also who do you call, which department? Yeah, are you calling on? I mean, Adam and I, because I'm selling equipment and Adam's selling uh, digital services, we're calling on different people, and yeah. we have to. They're looking at it differently, decision makers, and so it can give us some insight into into that how how we can you know parse that to try and get to the right people
0: yeah that's a great question jim um and i don't think there's an easy answer unfortunately (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) i mean there's always that broadcast email and see who bites i'm guessing no one will most folks probably don't bite you know um If you can find that, you know, depending on, you know, I'll look at Adam Moore in this case, I'm more of a technologist, right? Right, right. I I think it's, if you can find that person who has that interest in innovation, um, who has, you know, a technology drive, who understands how the utility business runs, that's probably your person, right? That's probably going to be the person you want to really talk with and, and. To rapport with, right? You know, at San Jose Water, where where I was at formerly, um, you know, there were a few folks in engineering. Um, that that were just, they were those people, right? And there was folks in IT, you know, I was an example of that. Um, and there were a few folks kind of throughout the departments, right? But trying to find them, they're not always the director of or a certain role. You know, they may just be someone who just likes automation or or, or really has a vision for the future, or frankly is very frustrated by the speed at how utilities iterate right and it's like i need this to go faster we shouldn't mm. be working on paper and pen in 2021 out in the field right and that might be a guy just working the truck you know so it's just trying to find that person who has the ability to um so yeah that makes a lot of sense and stand behind it and then furthermore can at least make the right introductions and from jim's standpoint i think it's different discussion right because Hardware, I think, is is sort of like it's you know IoT or something like that, probably is gonna be your water operations or your you know your maintenance. I see that's where you're probably targeting you know, the majority exactly, of the time. Exactly. or engineering.
3: Exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. And, and I like the idea of what you said. We we've had conversations in the past, Jeff. And one of the things you said was in most instances, it was you that found a vendor of a particular yeah. service or product that you were interested in by doing just some research rather than them knocking on the door, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That that's a great point. Yeah. I think that's um and I think that that, that applies more more broadly than just, you know, water technology. But for sure, you know, I think um, the more you're exposed to be able to see different solutions right and just envision how that might tie into a larger you know a, a larger strategic plan or a larger vision that's great right and and being able to say yeah i've got a problem here this this system is aging out it won't be this year perhaps it's next year you know um or it this isn't going to work out the way it is currently and just you know being where I might look, and that might be LinkedIn, right? That that might be uh, industry trade, even though those are very common for me, you know? Um, yes. For me, it was more, you know, newsletters or things like that, or even LinkedIn, you know, both good sources. But yeah, it's trying to make yourself available, you know, when you happen to be looking
1: for that solution. You're listening to the Water We Talking About podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. This podcast is produced by Water Online, the leading web-based community for water and wastewater professionals, showcasing the knowledge and authority of industry thought leaders. Water Online provides actionable content from vendors you can trust. And now, back to today's podcast.
2: One of the things that you mentioned about... The difficulty in dealing with vendors is that some of them have too much turnover for a long yeah. sales cycle. Yeah. So, yeah. so So I want you to I want you to talk about that. So like you know an example, let's say an Oracle sales rep, right? Like turning over every every quarter or whatever it is. But the other thing that I wanted you to talk about as well was somebody engaging with you in the sales process. You tell them, "Hey, look, I really love your stuff and I want to buy it from you. But you got to give me like 12 months or 24 right. months, or however long it is." How do you help vendors deal with that? How do you help them deal with the churn of employees? How do you help them deal with long sales cycles?
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's a it's, it's it's funny. We
2: your Water is
0: a Oracle Utilities Customer and it served San Jose Water really well. Um, the challenge, though, right, is is the sales guys. This might be more generally than just Oracle Utilities, right? Oracle's a giant company, as, as we all know. You know, they tend to turn over their salespeople pretty fast, and they're calling you to do a cold call or say, "Hey, can I meet you?" Same thing with Microsoft and other you know larger players. I'm sure have you know common turnover. It's not you know it's not um, different. I'm sure, but they they look to meet you, right? And you might spend time educating the first one or the second one. Yeah, hey, here's how we operate. We're not, you know, the city of San Jose at those first five minutes. But after a while you get such churn, right? You just ignore them. You know, it's 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 not it's just you don't have the time to educate the the person when you know they're not going to be there for any length of time. Right. And you know, to add them to your point, And for length of time for me, depending on the time of depending on the year, that could be two to three years, if not four years, right? So having a salesperson with any company for four years is not very common, you know, um, let alone calling up the big players. Um, So yeah, it, it can be hard, right? It's, 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 I almost end up dodging them because like i don't want to deal with it because it's not going to be fruitful by the time i i worry about it. or i find a reseller who at least knows my business more because I, I trust them for longer periods of time and i think the other point you know question adam yeah, the, the 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 timing is is so important, right? In California, you know, we're on a three year rate case cycle, and so that means we go in for um, a three year in effect budget every every three years, right? And so uh, in in California, and this 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 is different for every state, but. Um, we're going in for the rate case submission it was uh this year in fact right and so the worst time to be asking for money right now is this year because we already have a three-year budget planned out Mm -hmm. you know and it's not rough to be doing you know a fifteen thousand dollar change or whatever else on the o m side but if you're looking at a size that's like a 100 grand that's hard i mean that's, that's 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 misplanned at that point and and you can always do things, but it doesn't make my life easier. And your one is always the hardest, right? So the more you're going down into that rate case cycle, it gets, it gets a bit easier, but yeah, it's really about thinking about things from a standpoint of how you're going to affect my budget, you know, and, and what I can absorb and, and, and the timing. Right. And I think that's important because a lot of software companies think quarters, you know, and they're like, well, Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll incentivize you to buy it now and sign now. And I'm like, cool but i i still can't do it right um, i'd love to, i'd love to save the company the company and the customer's money I, i'd love to do that right but i i can't do it it just doesn't fit into my you know, into my cycle and the same thing with 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 discounts right is is we come to an agreement cool we know what we're going to do it's going to be in you know year two of our rate case and you give me a discount price now like well can you honor that for two years and if if the actors know, then I'm like, well, cool. Then I have to go full retail because I can't count on a two year discount, right? And so, it's just very different in that sense. You know, you have to be very aware of that of that slower process, right? It's a, it's a great sell once you get in there because for me, once I know I can trust you, then man, it's like I want to continue to use you, and 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 so it's a great continuous business. But you have to be patient, I think, and 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 ride that that really long wave right and then come in when you're ready but to me it's it's, it's a great end if you can you know wither that process that, yeah, that, that sales cycle
3: that continue that continue uh, continuous relationship let's say yes one of the key things from our perspective as an equipment supplier is that's one of the reasons we lean heavily on our municipal manufacturers reps. Because typically they'll have a more long-term relationship with a given municipality than we as a, a, a manufacturer would, given you know the breadth of our of our salespeople, how much area they cover, but also the the fact that usually these manufacturers reps have long-standing personnel yeah. to have that relationship with somebody at a utility. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's a great point. You know, I mean you look at folks like over, you know, in engineering who are working with the contractors, you know, the folks doing construction, and you're right. I mean, those those they they have a very tight knit, you know, tie, right? I mean, I think you're going to trust those folks, right? And I think the same thing with IT, right? I mean, the last thing I want to do is have vendor, you know, have have to have your you know, vendor churn, right? As long as I trust you and you're not, you know, and I'm doing what's best for the company and the customers, you know, I'm going to keep working with you. I have no desire to to have churn. I just it doesn't do me any good. I mean, we're we're staffed relatively small. By number of customers, you know, it sounds like not we had, I had twenty five people that worked under me, and that's not large for you know two hundred and thirty five thousand customers, you know, and four hundred employees. That's 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 a pretty small department for what we're trying to handle. And I, I I wanted to be able to trust my my contractors, my vendors, right? And as long as it was working out, I mean, it was a, a continuous nice agreement between the two of us.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, Jeff, we are shockingly coming up on time. It's been a quick, a quick, close to 30 minutes. So we like to end with one final question. And I know you've listened to a couple of episodes before, so this may not come as a surprise to you, but we're going to ask it anyway. So Jim and I have come across a small plane that has enough power to carry a banner behind it. And that banner allows you, Jeff, a one sentence message that will be flown around the world in front of every single water professional's home. What would you want that banner to say?
0: And, you know, there's a large part of me that says, to, it, it, it should, it should read, you're, you're appreciated. I think it's it's a, um, the water utility industry, and I think even generally I'll call, i include, you know, gas and power, et cetera, and that as well, I think, it's a great job. Um, you can learn a ton, you know. Um, and I think it's not always glorious, right? I think, and I'll say more on the private side because you're you're oftentimes seen as part of the government. You're ineffective, you know. You're just kind of a bureaucrat, right? And there are so many dedicated water professionals who are doing their day to day best to make sure that when you turn that tap on water comes out and that's quality water right um and so i would say yeah it, it, no, know you're appreciated because i think it's you go through a, one day without water man all of a sudden folks are screaming right and uh there's your proof right it's water is the the one utility you consume right and you need it to live and so that's I, I think that that's what i would say
3: that's great that's, that's great, fantastic Jeff. well we really appreciate the insights you gave us Really good stuff for the audience, and uh, thanks again.
0: Awesome. Thank you both. It was awesome.